When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When it mattered most, when the Chinese were covering this up in early January of 2020, Dr. Fauci certainly would have seen the same intelligence that I saw. We would certainly have known that the risk that this came from the laboratory was real. We would have known that the Chinese Communist Party didn't want any of us to know that. And that raised red flags throughout the entire United States government for, for far too long. Dr. Fauci let those of us who were out there talking about it uh, carry the mantle, and we couldn't get science. We, we got politics instead, and that's what you saw in the left-wing media. You saw politics trumping science. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike Pompeo, right? Yeah. Dr. Fauci is a villain. He's a bad guy, man. He's a bad guy. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Well, he is. You know, I I I, I don't know why he's not already arrested. Because <laughs> this is how it went. I'm just going to say it. I'm, I don't want to talk about Dr. Fauci all day because it's depressing, and we got crash test dummies we need to discuss. It's National Freaking Donut Day, so we got to talk about donuts. But Fauci essentially, if you read these emails that BuzzFeed got their hands on, you know was the guy at the center of this whole thing as far as the funding of the Wuhan lab. Wuhan, uh, with gain of function. Uh, and as soon as the pandemic uh, began, this guy went into immediate spin control. Uh, as far as his involvement and the funding and uh, how many of our tax dollars went to... Uh, uh, if you will, fund the research that led to uh, a global freaking pandemic, man. From day one. He's even uh, talking to his colleagues. Uh, you, know, you can look at this, uh, you know, the manipulation is really hard to see. You really have to know what you're looking for. In other words, don't worry about it. They'll, they'll never know. We'll say it came from a damn bat. <laughs> He's a villain. He's a bad guy. He should be charged with crimes against humanity. It's not going to happen. He's going to sell more pillows with a stupid face on it. They're already pulling his damn book, though. Off of <laughs> I've never seen a press run for a day. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 the, the, the book there, that's gone off of the... A lot of the online sellers have dumped it already. He's a villain. He's a bad guy. And he's short. 210599. It's a DC Universe villain. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. Like, literally. Because he's in D.C. Literally. God, I hate it when people say literally. Like, literally, I hate it when they say that. Uh, well, I, I do want to talk about this. Trey brought this up this morning. and uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a New York Times op-ed piece. And this is, uh, this is getting a lot of play today. Uh, in the New York Times, columnist Kate Murphy says that uh, you uh, you need to dump your depressed and fat friends. Your friends who are coming out of the uh, pandemic, who are depressed, who are obese, and who smoke and drink, you need to cut them loose, man, because if you don't, your ass is going to get fat, you're going to start drinking heavy, you're going to get depressed, and it's all about you, baby, and you got to think about yourself. Uh, indeed, she writes, depressed friends make it more likely you'll be depressed. Obese friends make it more likely you'll become obese. And friends who smoke or drink a lot make it more likely you'll do the same. So cut bait on those people. And and it's, it is funny because I'm still laughing about that when Trey brought it up this morning. He, he, I was here in the, in the, the producer studio and he, Chrissy glanced at me. He just happened to glance at me. I did too. You just couldn't see it. You were, you, you all three were glanced. Y'all, all, all of you. All of you looked at me. You all looked at me. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not true. Here's what happened. What? Trey said that. Right. 
And and I didn't look at you, but I looked at Trey to see if he was looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. It, I don't know if that counts. It, look, it, it, first off, she's full of crap because if 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 you if if you if this were true, well, you guys would all be fat and depressed and smoke too much and drink too much, which you obviously don't. So I, I you know I, I I find a flaw in her logic. And there, but you know, there is something actually, uh, kind of, cause I, I, I am one of those people that came out of the pandemic. You know, it was, it was, it was different. You know, I didn't like being at home. It was hard. I ate too much, smoked too many cigarettes, didn't exercise. Not that I was doing those things in abundance going into the pandemic, but I, you I kind of had it under control. <laughs> I had some depression issues that came up. I had, well, I had a lot of other things that were happening at the same time. Uh, so, you know, I, what I, what I find troubling about this op-ed piece, though, is that people who did go through depression and, you know, maybe a little too much drinky-winky or too many cigarettes, no exercise, bad eating, and they're, 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 they're coming out of it. You just described the staff at the first radio station I ever worked at. I just described the staff at every radio station I've ever worked at. Fat and depressed people who drank too much. Drank too much and eat too much. Um, you know, somebody coming out of this chapter in our lives that had these kinds of issues, you know what? Those people really need friends. <laughs> if you're their friend, they sort of need you at this point in their lives. And it's it's telling to me about our our culture, because we are in a very self obsessed culture, right? It's it's all about me, and I deserve this, and I deserve that. And basically, what this chick is saying is, if your if your friend if you have a friend who's having some trouble, cut them loose, man. Just cut them loose, and then you'll be fine. But going with <laughs> but using her logic, could the reverse happen? If you're fat and depressed, or if you're overweight and depressed, and you have a friend who's you know not. You know, do you think that the reverse would happen? That that would have, you know, that that healthy, happy friend would have an impact on you to seek a healthier and happy lifestyle. Perhaps. You know, he could hear you're outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Well, I, when I was reading the article, this, this Kate Murphy sounds like she's really high maintenance and unpleasant. So she's probably got some fat, depressed friends going, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> Please, whatever you do, don't stop being my friend. Man, how many? <laughs> How many rows of Oreo cookies did I have to eat to get rid of that? Uh, yeah, see you, Kate. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know how you feel about our friendship. Did we mention it's Donut Day? It's National Donut Day for all you fat and depressed people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back on a few extra pounds today, shall we? And sink into the lower levels of chronic depression. Pass them out to your friends. Yes, and wash it down with some gin right out of the bottle. There you go. 210-599-5555. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, man. Well, you know, maybe she's right because you're up, you're 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 enforcing this behavior on people. You're uh, telling people to eat donuts and get drunk. Well, uh, no, well, eat donuts while getting drunk. Right. So, so maybe she was right. So maybe you can bring that uh, <laughs> diabetes on a little quicker. What's that? But not literally. Not literally. Oh, these are strange and stupid times in which we live. Uh, they really, truly are. Um, coming up, uh, equity in the lives of crash test dummies. The news is just stupid today, isn't it? Like, everything is stupid today. Everything's a little weird. I had a story. I have to go back and find it now that I'm going to mention it. But how uh, they did this research into which board games create the most fights. I heard right. Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins talking about it. Let's yeah. let's talk about that. That's right. an interesting one, too. I'm going to go back too. and find the okay. stories you can talk about. But, but. Here's the ones that stress me out, all of them. <laughs> the ones with boards. The yeah. ones with boards. Anything with dice or moving pieces. Because right? I hate board games. I hate Monopoly. I hate, I hate them all. Is that when your friends left you? That's when I started to eat too much and drink too much, you know, after I had canceled game night, uh, you know, with my friends. Now they're all fat and depressed, too. You actually Two started one, eating the Monopoly pieces. Started eating the Monopoly pieces. Yeah. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Nobody remembers my name anymore. <laughs> News Talk 5. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA, the crash test dummies. 
Wasn't he the weird? What the hell was that guy's name? I can't even remember now. I remember when they just broke out. Right. In like the late 90s, mid mid to late 90s. The, the Canadian band. Canadian guys, Crash Test Dummies. And we're going to talk about Crash Test Dummies here in a second, which is why Chris uh, played that song. But, man, he was a weird lead singer, wasn't he? His voice was so low, only dogs right. could hear it. You know what I mean? It was weird. Just remember the video. I don't remember the video. Remember the video? He just, I thought it, it must be a joke. It must be like a. <laughs> Did we all think he was there yeah, a joke know, at I first? When I first saw the, I saw the video before I actually heard the song. Oh, really? Started in, and he was just the face. He the was face making. he would make. Yeah. Can tell if he's happy or uh, constipated. Yeah. Uh, don't know what's going on with that guy. That's what's a singing you? song. Uh, 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 he did sound a little constipated. A little bit. That's the sound I make when, well, you know, I'm fat and depressed, so, you know. <laughs> you should listen to that song more often to cheer yourself up. It's me after I, you know, uh, devour a bunch of food and I'm depressed. Uh, 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 your, your friends tell you to leave. My friends kick me up. Because, uh, lose all my friends. Uh, Brad Roberts. Is Brad, Roberts. Brad Roberts. He had long black hair. Yeah, right. right. And, and uh, saw the video. I'm like, it must be a parody song of some sort. <laughs> you know? I'm like what is it's going on? For reals, related to Sling Blade or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 so I go to work the next day and I ask my program director, "What's with this?" Song? I saw this video on MTV. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, Arista Records pushing us to play that thing." <laughs> 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 chicks love those guys over. There. Chicks love that dude. I don't know why. I think it's because they like guys with deep voices. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, so here's uh I want to talk to you about the crash test dummy story uh here in a second. This was um there's a legislator uh in in Washington DC. I just X'd out of my damn website here. Uh and she is upset because crash test dummies are only dudes. They're only male. And she wants gender equity. In crash test dummies. She wants more female crash test dummies. That's, seriously. Now, to, in all fairness, and I, as soon as I bring up the Facebook here again, I'll tell you her name. In all fairness, okay, her, her point is that if you're testing how vehicles affect the human body, all right, but you're using predominantly male-based crash test dummies that are, I guess, roughly about the weight of your average dude. Not me, of course, because I'm fat and depressed. But, you know, your, actually, your average dude. Uh, and yet we know that women uh, are more likely, are seven, I think 17% more likely to die in a car wreck than a dude. Then uh, we need uh, more more female crash test dummies. Uh, her name is, uh, is, uh, uh, Eleanor Holmes Norton. She's a delegate, non-voting representative of Washington, D.C. This is going to shock you, but she's a Democrat. She says, women have achieved equality on the road when it comes to driving, but when it comes to safety testing to keep them safe on the road, they are nowhere near achieving equality. Crash test standards are incredibly antiquated, and we must update these standards now, especially as more people return to their daily commute in the next few months. She wants gender equity for crash test dummies. Are they going to need their own pronouns? What about trans crash test? I thought this is pretty gender specific. Isn't this kind of transphobic? Maybe the dude crash test dummy identifies as a female crash test dummy. Are they cis dummies? Are they cis dummies? That's a fair question. Now, in that regard, just wrap your noggin around this, okay? When it comes to actual human beings... (laughs) Right? We're doing everything possible to be non-gender specific, right? You, you don't want to call him he or her anymore. There's no mommy and daddy, Mr. and Mrs. It's all transphobic, you know. You, you don't know if that's a person who identifies as a dude or as a woman. But when it comes to artificial humans, humans who aren't real humans, well, then we got to get gender specific, man. 
Then we got to see how they bounce off the dashboard. You know, come on, man. And they're known as dummies. Dummies. And someone out there, a dummy, <laughs> saying we need more female dummies. Well, how do you? How are you sitting in your office in D.C. and this comes up and you you decide to take on this cause? That you know what I mean? What do you got to be drinking? You know, is she fat and depressed and alcoholic? I mean, what do you got to be drinking to sit on your ass as a bureaucrat in D.C. and hey? You know there's no female crash test dummies. Have you noticed that? You know, perhaps she should find some work to do. <laughs> Actually helping people. Maybe, I mean, you know, I, Maybe it's just not busy in her office. I, 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 I get the idea of what she's saying. Right. Because yeah, I don't know how they engineer and design crash test dummies. I don't know if they take an average weight, the average weight a person would be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm assuming that they're they're using a weight that is roughly around what your average female and or, and or male would be. I mean, wouldn't you think that? You know what I mean? Maybe not. I don't know. Well, if you want to look at causes of accidents, I'm sure being female is pretty significant. I'm glad that you said that, not me. I can't believe you jumped off the boat into that pool. (laughs) Have you ever seen my wife drive? Have you ever ridden in the car with her? No. Man. But I notice whenever we meet up somewhere, she's the one driving. What's well, going on? And I look a little pale. You don't see it either because you have your hands over your eyes. Well, <laughs> oh, I, my, then my leg goes numb from hitting the invisible brake. <laughs> That's in my car, too. I do the same thing when you drive because you both drive like maniacs. <laughs> no, you're one of those passengers. Oh, I, I just, I, I, I don't drive fast. I like to right. get there. I drive the speed limit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show off. I don't want to get there any quicker. I just want to get there. Right. Okay, so I drive. I call it methodical drink, dri- driving. Yeah. I drive methodically, okay? Chris drives like a maniac, and my wife drives like a maniac, I drive like too. I know how to get there. You, you drive like you're trying to drive through the car in front of you is what you're trying to You're trying to yeah. pass through the molecular structure. Chris wants to achieve a speed so fast on the highway that he will actually pass through the molecule, molecules of, of the car in front of him. Chris He's going to drive through the car. Chris wants to show up with one wheel missing and a cloud of dust behind him. There you go. That's what he wants to do. So do we need female crash test dummies? It is donut day. <laughs> Good. Uh, Go in the parking lot, do some donuts. I'm just going to leave that right there. Um, uh, uh, Do we need uh, more female crash test dummies? Will crash test up female crash underrepresented uh, underrepresented crash female crash test dummies take to the streets and start burning their crash test dummy bras? (sighs) I am woman, hear me roar. Only you can't because I'm a dummy. I am woman, hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll go to the phones when we get back. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Let me take a couple of calls here. I just saw something on Facebook that is so completely disturbing. Oh, my God. We're doomed. I'll tell you all about it here in a minute. We were talking about a uh, a, a uh, non-voting delegate in D.C. Uh, who has decided to take on the cause of gender equality amongst crash test dummies. She said, "There's no, there's no female crash test dummies. It's not fair." And we had a person call us who does this sort of thing for a living and said, no, in fact, someone needs to call her up because there are female crash test dummies and there are children uh, crash test dummies. I thought so. So could somebody get on the phone and call that chick up? What's her name? <laughs> Eleanor Holmes Norton. Uh, hey, uh, Ellie, um... Yeah, yeah, they they already got the uh, female uh, crash test dummies. You got little kid crash test dummies. Uh, they got you know they, they they've already they've got them. It's it's all good. You're you're cool. <sighs> These people are are you know you know well they're supposed to be helping or ser- serving the public. These are public servants. This is Harry. What's up, bro? Hey, man, bro. What's going on? 
I don't guess I don't guess you made it to the river yesterday. No, there's no river for me this weekend. Apparently, <laughs> I did float home in my I did float home in my car on 35 though. <laughs> I was kind of like floating. I was kind of curious about the non-voting thing, so I talked to my lady, who is an election judge. And she says a non-voting rep is somebody they won't let on the committee to vote on stuff because they either did or said something stupid. <laughs> so they're it's like Don Morgan was saying, they're just there breathing air and drawing a check. Right, drawing a check, man. Participate. Well, she's fighting for she's fighting for crash test dummy justice, man. Good Even. luck with that one. I appreciate the call, brother. Thank you, man. Later, bro. Later. I, I got to tell you about this thing I just saw. Chris, is, is, I don't know if you're on my Facebook page. I just kind of shared this ad I saw. Are you looking at it? Uh, it's a company called Replica. Now, I, you may have seen this already before. I'm, this is the first time I've seen this. It's a company called Replica, spelled with a K. And it's an AI, it's called the AI Companion Who Cares. Always here to listen and talk. Always on your side. Join the millions growing with their AI friends now. It is a computer-generated person that you see on screen, and I'm assuming you can, they say you design your own, so I guess you can make it female or male or whatever the hell and make it look the way you want it to look. I'm assuming you can. It, it's an AI created personality that is supposed to be your friend. You, uh, yeah, I, I, I should. I, I just saw this, so I really haven't even time haven't had time to to research it or look it up. But I'm looking at this really creepy looking computer. Are you seeing it, Chris? Computer animated check, which I'm assuming is an example of an AI companion. And she's got little talk bubbles there. I can't wait to see the world through your eyes. How are you feeling today? Man, we're losing our minds. Vicarious Vivian. Well, yeah. (laughs) Hello, stranger. She just said hello, stranger. Mm. We're doomed. Is this popular? Do people do this? Well, what happens when your AI walks away because you're fat and depressed? Well, see, there you go. I'm sorry, but you're depressing the crap out of me logging off. I mean, is that creepy or what? It's a computer-generated person that, I guess, develops algorithms based upon the information you put in so you can have conversations with the damn thing. And it's not real. And it says, join the millions growing with their AI friends now. So I'm just wondering, is this popular? I've never heard of it before, but it's creepy as hell. Is there anybody out there that's got one of these replica AI companions? And if you do, what's wrong with you? Well, I, you know, man, things are getting weird. We're going to talk about some more weird crap coming up, uh, UFOs, and uh, also Kinky Friedman. It's Fridays with Kinky. Uh, coming up at uh, 10.05, uh, hopefully he's going to sing a song for us and talk about stuff. Uh, Fridays with Kinky coming up at 10.05. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Do you believe in space aliens? Do you believe in space aliens? Also known as extraterrestrials. Um, the uh, God, I miss ancient aliens. I mean, I, I I've seen every one a thousand times, so I can't watch it anymore. But the, the guy with the hair, extraterrestrials. Yeah, the... If this? you look at a Red Bull can, a can of Red Bull. It looks like it has a propulsion system where the opening is, so one has to ask, could it be Axel Thorsville? <laughs> I'm Eric Van Dunneken. 
I agree with my friend Giorgio that the Red Bull can was designed by aliens. I talk about this in my book, Chariots of Fire. You know what? When he, when I, I've, only wa- <laughs> I've only watched that show once. Oh, I used to be hooked on I, I it, man. What's the guy's name with the hair? Giorgio. I can't think of his last name. But you know, listening to him talk about you know, and you're not a, too too far off the mark with your impersonation <laughs> of him there, and you're not exaggerating by any. By any <laughs> it reminded me of of you remember that '70s show where they would all sit yeah. around in a circle and get high and yeah. talk about weird stuff. That's what it reminds me of. It's kind of yeah. like uh, it's that with PhDs. Yeah, I expect you know the camera to turn around and Fez be sitting there <laughs> laughing at him. You know? So Carlos. <laughs> Giorgio Sakalos? Yeah, Giorgio right. Sakalos, yeah. That guy's made a name for himself with this stuff. Right. But well, he, he still can't find a comb. And he'll get into it with people on Facebook. It's pretty funny. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. You follow oh, him? Chris, Chris yeah. probably pokes at him. No, yeah, it's probably Do you funny. fight with Giorgio? And is he, Are you extraterrestrial? <laughs> Could these does. posts coming from this man who calls himself Chris Glasgow... Actually, be of extraterrestrial origin. <laughs> God, I believe I do. I believe in in uh, other forms of life throughout the universe because there's a lot of that out there. And I don't. I'm not drinking, and I don't believe that. Uh, I, I do believe. I, well, I do. There's, statistically, it doesn't really make much sense to say that we're it. Right. You know, like uh, God said, I'm going to create this vast thing called the universe. It's boundless. But I'm only going to put talking critters on this one little blue marble. Just because I need something to do today. You know, no, I don't. I think I, I do believe that there are there are other forms of life. And, and we're dealing with this now because the Pentagon and uh, some folks in, uh, in the intelligence community uh, are going to be going before Congress and giving this report we've heard so much about, about Navy airplanes, aircraft, seeing things that they don't know what the hell they are. And the the time, New York Times and uh, uh, CNN are, I guess, had some, uh, you know, their unnamed sources uh, say that, uh, well, it doesn't discount that they could be alien, but it doesn't support that they could be aliens either, which is... So basically nothing's going to change. Yeah. Complete non-story from their un. Little do we know that their unnamed sources uh, is actually the janitor uh, that takes care of yeah. the bathrooms on floor two of the Pentagon. Right. But I, I want to get into this. I don't know if we'll have enough time for it uh, in this break. We got Kinky coming up. Have you ever seen any evidence to support your your theory that there's life out there somewhere? Well, I mean, just but by virtue of the numbers, right? Is how I look at it. Sure. By virtue of how many planets, how many galaxies, and we don't even know mm-hmm. how far it goes. Right. So, you know, you you need certain elements to come together mm-hmm. so that life can ex- our form of life can exist, which is carbon based. We need air. We need water. We need sunlight. We need food. We need the stuff. Uh, we basically need the stuff of the planet to keep us alive, mm-hmm. and for us to have arisen out of the planet, right. uh, Earth's got to be so far away from the sun. It's got to have a moon. Keeps things things in balance. Blah blah blah. It's the Goldilocks zone where you can have a clear atmosphere. But there could be other forms of life. It doesn't mean that we're it. You know, I, I've read stuff about methane breathers, and I'm not talking about DC. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, an organism that breathes methane, right, right. for whatever reason. Sure. Uh, and by virtue of just how much of that we suspect is out there, and we don't even really know, it, it would be silly numerically, statistically, to say that we're it. Right. Um, well, it would be kind of arrogant to think that. Well, it, it, it's the height of provincialism. Yeah. <laughs> it really kind of is, you know. Like, oh, we're it. God just made us. We're it. Yeah. They're special. You know, I mean, no. I, 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 Trey said it earlier. I don't limit God. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I, I certainly believe that there's life out there beyond us. Um, I saw something weird when I was in, uh, in my college years. Uh, I'm sure you did. No, <laughs> wasn't the mushrooms. No, it was. Uh, it, it was. It was hanging out with my buddies, and we did. We saw some weird lights over the Chesapeake Bay that did some weird crap, and uh, we were perfectly sober. So it, you know, that kind of sparked my interest in this stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I I do believe, and uh, I, and so I want to get my. We're going to get into the, the what we're hearing about this Pentagon report, and 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 what we think about it coming up next hour after we talk to Mister Friedman. 
who will be calling us uh, here at 10.05, or we'll be calling him to uh, hopefully he'll do a song for us again. I never got last week's song posted. I'm going to do that today. Uh, I've just I, I've been lazy as hell this week. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> I haven't been feeling well, so I'm, I'm going to get it together next week. Do some more videos and stuff. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You want to call us once we get into the UFO thingy. But again, uh, we'll be talking with uh, the Kingster for Fridays with Kinky Freeman coming up at 10.05. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, <laughs> News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yes, indeed. It's five minutes after 10. It's Friday. Uh, our fairly new segment, Fridays with Kinky, uh, another edition. We have Kinky Friedman live from Echo Hill. How are you, sir? Uh, hanging by spit, actually, here. It's getting too technological for me, but uh, <laughs> uh, now we're going with two. Two microphones, right? I mean, they're not microphones; they're telephone, regular telephones. For the song, yeah. Whatever you want to do. Last time we used one quite successfully. Right. So we'll bring it up to to two and see what happens to us. I guess. Okay, that sounds great. Right, this is this song was forty, almost forty years in the making, uh, and uh, it's called "Casey Needs a Song." All right. Very see. cool. How about that? Now? Sean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I walk alone in Stanley Park. Oh, Canada, you broke my heart. Sister Jackie, has it really been this long? All I know is Casey needs a song. Standing in the dust of Casey's powder blue Mercedes, Chucky and I watched her fly down Sunset Boulevard. Do yourself a favor, he said. Please don't try to save her But sometimes when you fall You don't realize how hard And 40 years is 40 years too long Am I singing to a world that's come and gone Sometimes I think I see her in the cold Vancouver dawn And all I know is Casey needs a song How could any love so beautiful Go so very wrong And I know I can't bring her back with just a song She was blessed And she was doomed from the start To try and help the tin man find his heart And forty years is forty years too long And the love of my life's come and gone Sometimes I hear her calling in the cold Vancouver dawn. She's telling me that Casey needs a song. Not a long time, but a good time, she said. And I knew inside my spiritual bride and I would never wed. And there never was a place on earth where she felt that she belonged. But as God is in his heaven, Casey has a song. 
Oh, kinky. That one gets me. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's, uh, hello, 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 hello. Hello, That one gets me, man. That one gets me. That, uh, that's gorgeous. God. That's a gorgeous well, uh, song. I'll tell you, this time I had to round up four things to do this interview. <laughs> Guitar, cigar, coffee, and my glasses. <laughs> well, and, I, and I'm saying I, I don't have a cigar. I mean, I'm out of cigars. Oh, no. They're coming in today. So oh, good, good, that good. Really, that's probably what was that extra push that got it over the top. <laughs> well, it's, um, it sounded great, and that's a, that's a beautiful song. You're, you're writing a lot of these kinds of songs right now, because these are all new songs. Like last week with the uh, Life and Death of a Rodeo Clown, and then this one, uh, very reflective and uh, just gorgeous poetry, gorgeous lyrics. Well, and, uh, you know, thank you very much. Yeah, I think it's just... Uh, I don't know. I've noticed that everybody's fallen off their perks. Like I had two Casey's in my life. Mm. One Casey Cohen, that the song is about, and the other Casey Jones in Nashville, who was also very close and had a lot to do uh, with um, the let's see, Pearls in the Snow, that that record. Mm. And she was she was a female producer at a time in Nashville when that would be very hard to right. to be. And uh, so she's always somebody that's anyway. What the hell? So, uh, <laughs> well, you're gonna and all these are gonna. We're gonna hopefully do a record a at some point. Tragedy and truth. I mean, I guess that's what it is. It, that's uh, that's what the best poetry uh, comes from, in my opinion. It, and and you should know because you're now probably Texas's greatest poet. With the since Billy Joe Shaver has fallen off his perch, and uh, Sean Rama. <laughs> Thank you. Which may, may be unlikely seeming, you know. I mean, uh, what what kind of occupation are you supposed to have that's more spiritual than being on the radio? Well, I, I always uh, I always did the radio and I always did the poetry thing together. The radio always kind of paid for the poetry. Because <laughs> I don't know that I would have made any money off the poetry, but. Uh, you uh, you have a uh, you're a busy guy also because you got the camp coming up soon. That's right. Uh, EchoHill.org is the website if you all want to check out the information. But this is for families of uh, the kids of uh, uh, Gold Star families. And uh, and that's going to be uh, happening very yeah, soon. That's yeah. a distinction. It's, it's for the kids yeah. of Gold Star families, but it's not for the, the whole family unit. Right. And that's where I think we're just about the only ones who are doing this. And it's a good thing to do because a kid should have a sleepaway experience and, you know, early in his life, if possible. And if you got a great place like this, um, this camp has been here about, well, my parents ran it for forever. Right. And and this is, uh, you know, then it, it laid fallow for a while, and now it is uh, coming back. And if the camp feels, uh, feels right, it feels good. A lot of kids are going to be here this summer, and they're going to have a great time. That's wonderful, so man. That is Sean is right. KinkyFriedman dot com, uh, Gold Star. I wonder what is that? Echo Hill. Echo Hill dot org. Yeah. Green Brown uh, Green Beret Foundation and uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, these guys are helping us sponsor this deal. They're sponsoring it with us, and a lot of people are getting aboard. So uh, please help. EchoHill.org. EchoHill.org. And uh, and you're also going to have another camp, a second camp, for the kids of first responders, right? Yes, we are. And, and right now, we're remember, we're trailblazers, too. We've, we've never done this quite like this, so we'll see how it works. And uh, just uh, stay in touch because all this could change. But right now, we're looking extremely good. You know? So I think it's, cool. uh, it's going to be a great summer. Excellent, man. We'll Excellent. See all you little little boogers out there, we want to see you up at Echo Hill. Excellent. Get all the little boogers up there, man. Well, you know, and it's it's cool for because I remember when I you and I first started hanging out that the the camp was still going and the, it was like the final few years of of that chapter of the camp's life and seeing right. it be reborn again uh, over the past few months has just been wonderful. So it's EchoHill.org, KinkyFriedman.com. And Kinky's joining us every Friday now for a segment where he sings a song, and then these are all new songs, and all these are posted. Ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la la. 
<laughs> they're all posted on my page, the Sean Rima page, KTSA.com. Ah, Kinky, I love you, man. I got to get up there again soon. I, I can't. Oh, Sean. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you a call. To you, brother. I'll give you a call uh, either later tonight or tomorrow, okay, brother? Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you, Kinky. Sorry, pal. <laughs> love you, man. Bye-bye. Uh, you know, he's just one of my favorite people, and uh, we we talked uh, talked about this last week. He, he's these songs he's writing, and, and again, you have to understand he he's been writing continuously uh, since he picked up songwriting again, which was uh, I'm thinking, and I'm trying to think of the timing, maybe only six, five or six years ago, six or seven, maybe. Uh, it was within the first three years or so that that that, that I've been hanging out with him. And, uh, you know, once he got back into songwriting, he just never stopped. And it's, it's interesting to watch him create because he doesn't own a computer. <laughs> he doesn't own a computer. He handwrites all his lyrics. He, he's, he's, you know, he gets copies made of them, obviously, but, uh, you know, he just has a big stack of, uh, papers on his desk and a folder, and those are his songs, and, uh, uh, he's, uh, writing some really spiritual, heavy, reflective stuff right now, and it's just beautiful. And I'm glad to be able to bring those to you. Uh, we're gonna take a break. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It is Sean Rima on Newstalk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. 21 minutes after 10. I get a lot of comments on uh, the Kinky Friedman segment we do now every Friday. Y'all seem to like it. You get kinky comments? I get kinky comments. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'll get those songs posted, uh, uh, over the weekend and, uh, so you can hear those. I, eventually I'm just going to put them on like a record or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, actually, eventually he's going to put them on a record, <laughs> records them in a studio, but it's just so, it, it, it sounds really cool, him just playing his guitar. And for all you folks out there that don't think I'm a real poet because I'm on the radio and I voted for Trump. Kinky Freeman just said, I'm tech. Uh, now that Billy Joel is, what do you say, fell, falling off his perch? I am now the greatest poet in Texas, according to Kinky Freeman. So I might be showing up to your open mic some night. 210599. <laughs> Hold at the Nazi end. 210-599-5585. <laughs> Uh, I do want to talk about UFOs and that stuff a little bit more, uh, but perhaps we'll uh, get into that uh, coming up in a few minutes. It's also National Donut Day. National Donut Day. Don Morgan, do vegetarians eat donuts? I'm kidding. I know you do. <laughs> of course they do. I'm just kidding. But Don Morgan, uh, we did a filthy little morning show with Ware and Rima earlier today. Just a filthy and profane little program. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. And we were talking about Spud Nuts. Spud Nuts in El Dorado, Arkansas. Spud Nuts in El Dorado is a, and we have one here somewhere, and I know you're working, but we, we have a, a, one of these places where they make the donuts out of potato flour. Right. And they're lighter and airier, right, apparently. Mm-hmm. Maybe a smidge healthier for you, I don't know. I doubt that. I but. doubt that. Because <laughs> if you dip a tater in frosting, it's still going to kill you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, my only problem is I'm just not a big, uh, I'm just not a big uh, potato fan. No, I, I, they, I, I'm assuming they don't taste like stinking potatoes. Not at all. Not at all. Because this, Chris, this has been a, a point of contention with us for nigh on ten years now. That I, I'm just not into potatoes. I don't like French fries. I'm not a big French fry eater. And and one of the reasons I don't like potatoes is because unless you do something to it, it just tastes like a mouthful of mush. Like nobody just pulls a tater out of the ground, and starts gnawing on it. You know what I mean? Speak for yourself. You you do that? You see, vegetarian weirdos, see, I've done that communist. Before. What? What's that? I've done that before. You just pull a potato out of the ground and start eating it? Yeah. Well, you know, back when I was a teenager, right? Um, I was living in this small town way up in northern Maine, right? And every year. From mid-September to mid-October, you would have a month off from school 
so that you could go work during the potato harvest, <laughs> which right, at the right. time was a huge deal. Right, right. Every other field was growing potatoes. Wow. And so late in the day, you've already eaten your lunch and your snack, and what else is there? Well, we're surrounded by food here. Let's just pick just one out. just bite into a potato. Well, you clean it off first. Oh, just, yes. You know. I just think I, potatoes don't taste, they just taste like mush to me. You're not a spud nut? I'm not a spud nut. That just sounds wrong, doesn't it? Spud nuts? Just drop the spud. Spud nuts. That's what it's called. Um, I didn't bother to ask where they came up with the name. I'm assuming that nobody in the shop at the time knew where the name originated because the place opened in the late 40s. (laughs) And they were all younger than I am. So, Instead of of doughnuts, I guess... Because it's spud flowers with yeah. spud nuts. Spud nuts because they're made out of spud flour. Right. Potato. They're quite ergo, tasty. thus meaning spud. Quite tasty. Thus spud nuts. Yeah. It's funny to say, isn't it? Spud nuts. Um. But back to donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love. See, I my problem is I, I got a sweet tooth, man. I went me. I, I took my happy ass over to Bucky's yesterday on my way back to New Braunfels, right. and I got me some beaver nuggets. Mm-hmm. What? What are you shaking your head well, about? People have a sweet tooth. You have sweet teeth. I have sweet teeth. I have a sweet metabolism. I have a sweet digestive tract. I, I love sweeties. I love sweeties, and so I. Uh, <laughs> I do. I love donuts with oh, crap loads donut. of fr- frosting on them. I like cupcakes. So I go to Gigi's all the time. I got. I, did, I also didn't get a because of the holiday. I got screwed up on the on the day, so I haven't done a cupcake video. I'll do a cupcake video as well. But I love chocolate. I like candy. I like donuts. That's your favorite donut. What do you like, Chris? What's your favorite donut? Uh, probably just pa- uh, sugar coated. Sugar coated. What's your favorite donut, Don? Toasted coconut. Toasted coconut. Yeah. That's exotic. Yeah, right. I, I like living on the edge. I actually, you know, uh, I got I to re- agree with Mr. Ware. I like the chocolate glazed. I know that's probably one of my favorites. Chocolate. Chocolate, because I love chocolate. Now, here's something that's going to ruin it for you. What? Uh, there's a place in Cibolo that, that I will go to every now and then called Intrinsic Nutrition. Oh, God. And they make, you know, protein <laughs> shakes and different teas and what have you. And on Friday, right. they have Donut Day. Now, you know that, you know, it's not going to be just your average run of the mill. It's made out of seaweed? It's it? made out of protein. Pure it's protein. A straight protein no, donut. A and straight protein donut. And it's delicious. Do you eat it and then, like, run for, like, 90 minutes? I the protein rush. the case, I'd eat a dozen. But, uh, <laughs> but no, they're, they're quite delicious. I may stop and get one on the way home. Today. See how you are. Yeah. National Donut Day. I well, I like chocolate glazed. I like non glazed. I like glazed. I like uh, non chocolate glazed with glaze. Uh, I like frosted donuts, chocolate, non chocolate frosted donuts. I like frosted donuts with nuts on them. Actually, I can't have nuts anymore because of my diverticulitis. But I, I used to like the nuts on the donuts, and uh, I, I well, I I just like freaking donuts. Okay, and I, I like I like jelly donuts. I like cream filled donuts. I like eclairs. You like the surprise in the middle, unlike Trey. Trey doesn't like the. Right, right, I don't yeah, know yeah. what's in there. I don't know. If I don't know what's in there. Come on, you know. But I, I, uh, no, I like. Uh, I, I gotta have the. Uh, I, I like jelly dough. I like. I, I like not knowing what's in there. I like the the great. It's one of the great mysteries of life. A, a surprise is always. Nice. It's a little surprise. Yeah. You know, you gotta embrace the mystery. Is it jelly or is it cream? And if it's cream, what kind of cream is it? Is it communist Bavarian cream? Or is it chocolate? Chocolate cream? I sound like Steve Martin. Remember the old bit where he's talking about marijuana? He's like, I only smoke uh, in the first part of the day and the latter half of the evening. Then maybe in the early morning, late afternoon. Yeah, he just kind of goes on and on. That's me me with donuts. I like frosted glazed, non-glazed, non-frosted. Non-chalk, you know, I just like freaking donuts, man. When I get donuts, see this. My, when I get donuts, the family unit knows that they gotta they gotta grab them mm-hmm. and hide them. I mean, they gotta get their donut and get it into your room quickly because I'll just eat all the damn donuts. Get I, that I, I glaze eat, out of there. Get that. Get the glaze out of there because I will eat the donuts. Let me say that again. I will eat the donuts. Two one zero five nine nine fifty 
55. I'm in a stupid mood all of a sudden. Let's take a little breaky-wakey. It's Sean on uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. The weekend's here, and I'm getting stupid. No, I mean, I'm getting stupid on the air. I'm not going to get stupid off the air. Well, I might. Who knows? Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. So, mentioned this a while ago that um, the Pentagon uh, and uh, uh, various aspects of our intelligence community are going to be uh, releasing or are presenting a report to Congress uh, in a few weeks about unidentified flying objects. And, you know, we talked about it briefly a little while ago, but we got kind of into making fun of ancient aliens because that's fun. <laughs> I thought the last house. But, you know, on the serious note, you know, we, 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 we have this idea, we have reports that especially Navy airmen uh, see these things in the sky, and, and we've actually got a few on video that defy the laws of physics as we know them. Uh, these are vehicles or whatever they are that can travel extraordinarily fast, um, can hang in the air, uh, not moving at all if they don't want to. They can go underwater, apparently, and we can't figure out what the hell they are. Um. And, you know, there's a couple of different theories as to what's going on here, and one of it is that they're myself. And then the other is that they're some of the government's technology that, you know, we're a little nervous could be used against us at some point. And, you know, so I'm just going to ask you, where, where are you on this? Uh, to, and I, apparently the report they're going to give to Congress, which shocking, shockingly will not really confirm anything other than we know they're there. Uh, that's, that's what CNN and the Times are, are the New York Times are, 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 are reporting from anonymous sources. My issue with it being human born or human engineered is because these kinds of vehicles have been seen, uh, going, I mean, at least in the modern era, going all the way back to the forties, let's say in World War II, and there were ships that were, uh, you know, that, that or, or planes that, uh, that saw, uh, things in the sky they couldn't explain. Uh, you had in the fifties, uh, the great, the Roswell incident or, or the Roswell thing with the spaceship and they're always described and, and through popular culture have become known as flying saucers. Now, it may sound like I'm being silly, but it's significant that they're flying saucers because we, we don't have any kind of technology that can make a saucer fly <laughs> in that sense. Uh, so, in other words, these things have been seen for a very long time. Going back to the time uh, when th- there wouldn't be a government on planet stinking Earth that would have any kind of technology even close to what would be required to construct, design, engineer, and construct a vehicle of that nature. So I tend to think it makes more sense that they're otherworldly, that they're they're uh, some kind of alien technology that we're unaware of. Because I have done a lot of reading on this stuff. I, I actually saw a UFO uh, uh, way back in the eighties, and I know what you're thinking. No, I was sober. I was sober. No, I wasn't stoned. No, I, I was straight when I saw the damn things. And plus, it was me and my friends, and we all saw the same thing, which, you know, you can trip all you want, but you ain't going to start seeing things mutually. <laughs> don't you all seeing something different. You know what I mean? Some of you do. It's a synchronistic buzz. <laughs> you don't see the same crap, okay? That's all I'm saying. And uh, ever since then, I, I had uh, Plus, I, I, I my brother Roger had taken me to see... Close Encounters of the Third Kind when I was a young kid and, and uh, when it first came out, and that just always intrigued me. And alien craft are almost always described or portrayed as being things that can just hang in the air and kind of do whatever they want, which, again, it, it, the only reason popular culture has come up with that is because of the witness 
testimony of folks who say they saw it. Because otherwise, how would you, why would you come up with that, the idea of a flying saucer until somebody saw a flying saucer? Right. Um, but it would have to be a saucer in order to go that fast. Well, yeah, and you know, it can't have wings. And no, things, it yeah. can't. And and so that's why when we look at these things that now we actually have video mm-hmm. of these extraordinary speeds and the turns they're able. They don't really turn; they just change direction immediately. Yeah, uh, they they can do all kinds of things that you know go against directly the laws of physics as we've come to know them. And given how long they've been seen, it's not possible that some other governments would have been able to come up with that, in my opinion. And, and I believe, as Trey was saying, that we have all kinds of stuff probably that is technology that would blow our minds if we only knew it existed, that our military is coming up with and other governments are coming up with. But not something like this. Right. Because something like this is beyond our known idea, our known, known scientific ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing would have to create its own field. In a sense, its own gravity, its own at, its own not atmosphere, but it's hard to explain. Cause I've done a lot of reading on this, but uh, it would have to have it, it be in a self-generated space that it operates under a completely different set of physics right. in order for it to do what it does. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe there's anything on Earth or any government could have come up with something like that. Right. And again, because they've been seen so long for so many decades. And 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 even going back, I mean, if you watch ancient aliens, you know all the cave drawings of what. Yeah, there's a lot of weird crap that you know, yeah. the uh, the the Mayan uh, uh, drawings in the in the ground that are massive, but you can only see them from above at a time when there would have been nothing to go up in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. The way the pyramids are set up, you know, in the right. in Giza, and uh, uh, again. Because uh, yeah, I, I also think that maybe they've been helping us out here and there along the way. I don't know. Because that, that's really the only way another government could have it would be if something crashed and they found it mm-hmm. and they were somehow able to determine how it works, which is not likely. Right. Uh, or well, the they whole, got some assistance, you know. That's the whole premise of Roswell, though. Right. Is, you know, they I, caught something. Right. Now or I, something crashed. I've been there. Was there a few years ago. Yeah. And went to the UFO Museum. And, they you know, they have... Different pieces of material that they claim came from that uh, crash site. Now, they won't tell you where the crash site is exactly. Right, right. Uh, but they have some stuff that was found there. That's someplace I've always wanted to visit. I've never made it out there, but I've always wanted to take a road trip out there. Well, it, again, it, it's fascinating to me. Here, here's my advice to you. If you go to Roswell, New Mexico, and I don't mean to insult anybody, right. but keep your expectations low. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> because there's really not a lot else going on. If you want not out of this world. It's yeah. like, if you want an alien keychain, that's yeah. the place to go. Yeah, it's right? like you know, alien stuff, and it was the birthplace of John Denver. Other oh, than there that, you, go. you know, they're really not. Uh, and for all we know, John Denver might have been a space alien. Well, you know, he was you born. Know. He was born the year the Roswell incident took place. So who knows? You know, he kind of looked how, like a, if he shaved his head, he would have looked a little bit like a gray. You and know, and how did weird he, eyes? And how did he die? In and an airplane, said, right? Some some experimental aircraft. Right. And so, you know, who knows? And a few in-flight cocktails. You know, yeah, you know, I'm kidding. But uh, anyway. Always helps. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you guys think? We got full lines on this. Uh, Hal, Tom, Hal. <laughs> uh, hang on, Hal. <laughs> Hello, Dave. No, it's Sean. <laughs> uh, well, what the hell? We got Hal and we got Tom. Is he a major? Sorry. <laughs> Carl. The ghost of, uh, uh, what was his name? The, oh, I just Carl went. Sagan. Carl Sagan. What the hell's going on? See? Maybe I'm getting some aliens wow, on the phone man. here. Yeah. Well, let's talk to Hal. Hal, how you doing? Yeah, doing pretty good. How you doing? <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, sounds nothing like Hal 2000. <laughs> Will I dream? Will I dream? What? Yeah, that works. Hey. My God, it's full of stars. What? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, Dave? I'm sorry, dude. What's going on, Al? The the thing I think, uh, possibly, of course, you go back and look at the Bible. It, it talks about God made the heavens and the earth. Right. It doesn't say anything about if he made any other uh, extraterrestrials, uh, but also it could possibly be angels because they can take the shape or form of anything I, they want to. Why would an angel need a spaceship? Well, they wouldn't accept if they want to 
just take a look at what our technology is, you know, nuclear and and everything that we're doing to destroy ourselves, it's a possibility. I'm not well, I mean, it would be great if it were, you know, and I appreciate the call, man. I mean, I... I, I, I because I've, I've heard that argument, too. I just I don't know why they would need, you know, vehicles. I, I do believe that it, Trace talks about interdimensional beings, and I do believe in that stuff because we scientifically, according to quantum physics, already sort of understand that there could be infinite dimensions. And by that, it's not something freaky-deaky. It's, you know, everything exists at a certain level and a certain vibration and a certain mass, right? And so you and I, and I know I say this all the time, but you and I are mostly empty space. This clipboard is mostly empty space, and so the idea, the theory is that a whole nother plane of existence could exist at a different vibration and a different mass in between the stuff that we're made of. Uh, so if you determine somehow a way to pass through or change your vibration, man, you know, you might be, slip into this world or, and back into the other one. I don't know. It's heady stuff. If you really want to find out more about it, rent the movie The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, starring the immortal Peter Weller, who drove through a mountain and is actually my favorite movie. And I actually have a buddy who was in the movie. 210 for about three seconds, but he was in the movie. 210 599 It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my show. Talking about the Pentagon's report on the UFOs. Do you believe in the UFOs? Uh, let's go to uh, Tom, Major Tom. Here's with us on News Talk 550 KTSA. What's going on, Tom? Hey, Sean. Hey. A couple of quick points. Uh, I'm not a major, but my dad is a retired <laughs> Air Force major. Excellent. And, and speaking of him, when he was uh, sent back home from prisoner of war camp in Germany, right before they dropped the atomic bomb on Nagasaki, people in his hometown asking, do we have a bomb like that? And my dad said, absolutely no way. Mm. There's no way we have the technology to have that kind of explosive. It's too unstable. Well, guess what? We did. Right. So you're saying it's, it is possible that another government could have, or even our own government could have this kind of technology. I also ask you, the hottest airplane we have is the SR-71 that was built before I was born mm. in the skunk works at Boeing. Right, right. And it's still the fastest thing we have. And that's, you know, 65, 66 years ago. Right, right. I mean, come on, look at computers. What have computers done? So, I don't know, it's not, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. I, 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 that's a fair point. That's a fair point. It's just, uh, and I appreciate the call. I just, I, I, the, the problem with this kind of technology, though, is that the, the things you just mentioned from computers to uh, a very, 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 very fast plane still operate within our sphere of physics. You know what I mean? They still op, everything that you mentioned still, you know, in even nuclear technology, nuclear, uh, explosives still operate within our known physics. Whereas something that would be able to do these, what these vehicles are apparently able to do would have to be beyond that. And that's a whole new science. That's, that's a whole new concept of engineering. That's, there, you know, that's where it gets a little weird for me because pretty much everything we have, you can fit nicely into our understanding of our world. Whereas something that would move like that, uh, it just seems to me you would require some kind of other technology that we don't have. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's like the Haldron Collider. I mean, you, you know, we know we, you, you smash two atoms together, and, and you know, weird stuff happens. But it's still also under the uh, umbrella of our known physics. Um, well, but then you get into the quantum level, and things get a little screwy. That's <laughs> the only thing. Once you get down to, to stuff that's, you know, the smallest bits of everything, then they take on, that stuff takes on a different physics. So in order for humans to have come up with something like this, it would have to be something I would suspect would be based on quantum physics, but we don't even really understand quantum physics at this point. We can observe it. 
We know it's weird. <laughs> we know it doesn't operate under our uh, laws of physics. But that doesn't mean we know how it works. But then again, if somebody figured that out, maybe I'm wrong. I, you know, what, what I, I want to meet some damn space aliens. That's all. Beam my ass up. There's no intelligent life forms down here. I want to be the first poet on Mars. Uh, all right, what, where are we? Uh, Carl, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean. There's hey. a movie about uh, a Area 51 whistleblower mm-hmm. in the 80s, and it's called Bob Lazar. Oh, Bob Lazar, yeah. Have you seen that movie? I, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen many interviews with him. I haven't read any of his books, but I, I know of him. You should look at this movie. It's a Netflix movie. It was it was done. But anyway, it, it, it'll uh, um, uh, answer a lot of the questions you have right now, and it'll freak you out. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he was a, he was a, a whistleblower, and, and some of the stuff you're talking about, mm-hmm. he he was in the propulsion um, uh, area. And oh, it's freaky, Sean. You got Doesn't he say like they actually got a hold of some kind of alien tech and uh, uh, yes, that they were trying and, to and figure out re- reverse engineering it? They have some that are actually working. They, they, there's a special element that, that supposedly is, the, is the, not, on, not of Earth, but it's supposedly the, 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 the key to, to being mm. able to do this stuff. Wow. And they have, they have an antimatter reactor this guy talks about. Oh, and, and what it is is he whistled blue, blue in the 80s, and they did, you know, so, uh, and they say, oh, you know, uh, four countries did a little, a little news story on it or whatever. Well, they interview him present day. They get to see it, and after the, after the FBI raises its places up, right. it's freaking wow. Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. I'll check it out, man. I'll check like it out. It. You'll like it. Thank right. you, brother. Love your show. Thank you. Love you, too, man. Love you. Um, well, that's going to be about it for me on uh, National Donut Day, so go on out there and stuff your depressed face with some donuts. And uh, we'll reconvene back here on Monday at 7 with Ware and Rama. Uh, Trey does uh, the 550 KTSA morning news from 5 to 7. We team up from 7 to 9 on Ware and Rima. Then it's me running my mouth uh, on this show from 9 to 11. Uh, also, check out the website. I'll, I'll get those videos up, those kinky uh, uh, audio tracks up. It is uh, time to go. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you on Monday. Bye.